From Troy Public Radio, I'm Tim Phillips, and this is Clarinet Corner. And today on the show, I have a long-awaited guest with a CD that's been out for a, a little while, but it's his most recent CD. It's called Latin Journey, and the clarinetist is Jonathan Kohler. Jonathan, thank you for being here. Great to be here again, Tim. I appreciate it. Now, your CD contains all music by composers from this part of the globe. Tell me a little bit about how you decided these pieces, because you you have such a a great catalog of recordings, and I've often wondered, are these pieces that you just happened to come across and play, and then you thought, oh, this is a good idea for a CD, or if you actually sought them out to to make a CD of like specific types of music? Well, you know, I, I titled the disc Latin Journey because pretty much like all of my recordings, the things I record are things that I love and have done for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And this journey of learning Latin music started with me in the early 90s. And along the way, I met various people and learned various music in different countries and different settings, and it all kind of came together. And I realized at some point I had to do a Latin disc, and so this was kind of representative of the best pieces in my my journey through Latin American music. Yeah, and they're so good. And uh, I want to talk first about the first thing on the CD, the uh, clarinet sonata by Carlos Guastavino. And uh, I've often explained this to my students and uh, other musicians that if Rachmaninoff wrote a clarinet sonata, this would be it. And that that's a you know just just a very like brief way to describe it, but it really doesn't encapsulate what this piece is about. So will you tell me like like your experience with this piece and like the genesis of it? Yeah, it's, as you said, you know, um, Guastavino uh, was influenced by composers like Rachmaninoff, Chopin, Brahms, all the, the tonal melodic composers mm-hmm. of the Romantic period. And, but he was Argentinian, and he was probably the most famous and um, highest income producing composer in Argentina, and therefore was shunned by the academics who were all into 12-tone music at that time in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out he made friends with Luis Rossi, who many of our listen- listeners probably know. Mm-hmm. When Rossi was just a kid, um, he was 16 years old, a student at the conservatory. He heard him play, and Rossi jokingly, you know, who venerated this great composer, jokingly asked him for a couple of pieces uh, to write some piece for him And when he was going on tour. And Guastavino did. He wrote that he did the Tonade y Cueca, which were transcriptions of previous pieces he had written. But then um, Rossi said to him jokingly, so what's what's our next piece going to be? And to to Rossi's big surprise, Guastavino immediately said, well, it's going to be a sonata and it's going to be an international sonata. Oh, okay, okay. And so Rossi was blown away and it took about three years till that was done. And um, when it was finished, Rossi was actually in Peru playing in the orchestra there. So he had his teacher, Martin Tao, play the premiere of it. But it really is an international sonata that has all of the, it also has Argentinian influences in it, but Mm-hmm. It is a brilliant uh, work with influences of Schumann, who was another love of Guastavino's and Rossi's. In fact, Rossi had said to Guastavino, I really love the interplay of parts yeah. in Schumann. And so you hear that 
throughout the piece, but especially in the first movement of this piece. Yeah. Well, you know, I know uh, Rossi, of course, as a clarinet maker. He makes very fine custom clarinets, um, and I've, I've known that for years. Um, and I also know he's a very fine clarinetist, but it's, it's very weird to me to think of him as a young 16-year-old getting this masterwork handed to him after kind of mentioning it as a joke, because I really do think that this piece uh, exists among our finest works for clarinet. Um, and I wanted to ask Absolutely. you about yeah. your like uh, your preparation process for recording because uh, when I played this piece nearly 20 years ago, I, I came across two recordings: the the Rossi, uh, Louis Rossi recording, and also uh, Jakub Bokun, a Polish um, clarinetist who had recorded it. And um, since then, I've I found there's a great recording by Paquito de Rivera. Your recording now is in the top. <laughs> you know, category of these, of these things. But do you go to recordings for, for musical ideas or are those intentionally like a second reference for you after you've made your musical decisions? Oh, I always listen to recordings. I, when I, when I work on a piece, I'll listen to every recording that I can get my hands on Mm -hmm. because I want to hear all the ideas. And especially, of course, when I learned this, I learned it first from Luis, because he had just come out with his, his CD, his very first CD mm-hmm. uh, with Diane, Diana Schneider. And I, and I had invited him to one of my festivals. He, at the festival, he didn't play the Sonata, but he played um, the Rosita Iglesias, mm-hmm. and, um, which is another great piece also on this disc. Um, and it was just, you know, an immediate, you know, love at first hearing. And ever since then, I've been playing it and even though the piece was premiered in the early 80s by Martin Tao, it didn't really get begin to get popular until the 90s when Luis played it in Flagstaff, Arizona in 91 or 2, I think. Mm-hmm. Then I started playing it all over the place through the 90s and teaching it to students. And yeah. uh, so then it started to spread all over the world, really. Yeah, and, and I have uh, several recordings that uh, just in the past few years that uh, I've been sent for the show, and I'm so glad to see that it's getting uh, recognized, performed, recorded more often, because I think it's really worthy of that. Um, I must also tell you that I was listening to your uh, c- your CD in the car recently, and I was like, wow, he sounds good. I wonder what clarin- that, clarinet that is, what type of clarinet, because, you know, as a clarinet player, that's the, those are the kinds of thoughts I have, these nerd thoughts. <laughs> and then I sat there for a second, I was like, I know what he plays he plays Rossi clarinets and this is as uh, this recording is as good of a advertisement for those clarinets as it is for the music and for your interpretation so um, for my listeners this is uh, we're going to be listening to the first two movements of the clarinet sonata by Carlos Costavino and the clarinetist here is Jonathan Kohler with uh, his oftentimes collaborative pianist Rasa Bitkowskaite
and that was the first two movements of the clarinet sonata by Carlos Guastavino, performed by clarinetist Jonathan Kohler and pianist Rasa Witkowskite, and it all comes from a newish CD called Latin Journey, and um, that second movement of the Guastavino sonata is just gorgeous, and I'm so glad we got to play it on the show today. Yeah, it's really one of the great sort of love songs without words ever written. And yeah. and you mentioned before before you, you played the two tracks that I play Rossi. Not only did I play Rossi, but I'm playing the same set of Rossi clarinets that I bought from him in nineteen ninety three. Really? Wow. So they've so they, I'm not a I'm not a believer in the blowout theory of clarinets. Yeah, obviously not. Now does he do does he do the maintenance on your on your clarinets typically or do you have that done more locally? Um, I, I rarely get maintenance done when I, when I have pads and things fixed locally. One time about 20 years ago, I had him replace all the keys on the instrument because he came oh. up with some new keys, but it was the same body, just new keys. Yeah. Um, but for normal pads and springs and things like that, I just have it done locally. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's a gorgeous recording. And um, there's another one on this CD that we're going to listen to in a minute. And uh, it's one that I was not familiar with. And it's called La Fleur de Cayenne. And it's by a clarinetist slash saxophonist slash jazz musician slash classical musicians slash all around famous guy, Paquito de Rivera. And my thought was, I wonder if this piece is published. And then when I looked more carefully at the notes, and you provide fantastic notes for this uh, CD as you do for every CD. I mean, you go above and beyond what most people actually include with information about the recordings and about the, the pieces themselves. I found that this piece was actually given to you as a gift. Yeah, he, he, he sent it to me just two weeks um or a week or two after he finished it, I think it was 2014 or 15. Um, and we had, um, we had played one of his pieces that he also done for us, um, called the Invitacion al Danzon mm-hmm. at his home for Benny Goodman's hundredth birthday party. And he made a duo. He had recorded the trio version of that with yo-yo, um, okay. for yep. clarinet, cello and piano. And then he made a duo version at, of it for me and and rasa and we played that at his home and then a few years later he sent me this and it was just again love at first sight i mean paquito is one of the great geniuses on our planet he's yes what such a nice guy and brilliant composer brilliant performer mm-hmm. just has a great sense for for everything music yeah and uh yeah it's a great it's a it's a venezuelan joropo which is a very complex dance even more complex than the tango but uh-huh. it's a celebratory dance, and it just it picks you up out of your seat and makes you want to dance. Yeah, I love it. I want to play it. Is it published? Yes, it is. He, he, I think he originally, like many of his pieces, if I'm remembering correctly, I think he originally did it for flute. And, but mm-hmm. with all of his music, he does it in multiple versions because he just likes to get his music out there. In fact, when I called him about one of his pieces once where he had changed where he had some very high notes and then i heard him playing it on his recording and he didn't play those and i said am i supposed to play those notes or not or mm-hmm. and he said oh yeah just do whatever you like <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds about right you know one of my students was asking me uh, recently about the the grammy awards and they were asking me which clarinetist do do you think has the most grammys and i was like i'm pretty sure it's paquito de rivera i'm pretty sure oh, be, because you know he he didn't win one grammy he has a whole probably like a closet full of grammys <laughs> and um, yeah he he has something like i don't know 14 or 15 
and and he's the only clarinetist that has won both classical and Latin Grammys. Wow. So, so I think yeah. my guess was pretty good. And yeah. uh, uh, Paquito de Rivera is still uh, still alive and still still playing concerts all the time i see videos that that he posts and uh, every time sounds fantastic uh that that guy is a real inspiration i think to all of us clarinet players so now we'll listen to the the premiere recording of la fleur de cayenne by paquito de rivera performed by jonathan kohler clarinet and rasa vitkauskaite piano La Fleur de Cayenne by Paquito de Rivera, a very cool piece, uh, with Jonathan Kohler clarinet and Rasa Vitkauskaite uh, piano. And I was looking at the liner notes of this CD, Latin Journey, and there's a picture of the flower, the, this beautiful red flower. And yes. is that the same flower that, that makes the cayenne pepper? I believe so. You know, it's the, oh, wow. not, uh, I don't know if it's the flower or the seeds, but yeah, wow. <laughs> it comes that's from really, that. That's, that's why it's cool. called the cayenne flower. Wow. It, it's a very, it's a very bright and colorful and dramatic flower. And that's what kind of inspired him with this Joropo. Yeah. It's, it's really, uh, really a great piece. I want to thank you again for being on the show today. Your new CD Latin journey is fantastic. I look forward to your next, uh, your next CD, which I'm sure is forthcoming. And uh, thank you again so much for being on Clarinet Corner. Great. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. I'm Tim Phillips, and you've been listening to Clarinet Corner. Our producer is Joey Hudson. And remember, there's always more where that came from. This is Troy Public Radio.